Phil Better, uh, Phil Better Inc. Uh, podcast mogul. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, play on words here, but you will feel better after listening to this, or for the minority of you who actually watch it, but I know most of you are listening, whether it's on Spotify, iHeartRadio, our latest partner at AYV Radio in Freetown, Sierra Leone, I have Phil Better, and he is going to tell us how podcasting not just changed his life, but how he's made it a business, you know, I'm going to be taking notes. You should be taking notes. And Phil, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Kellen, it is an absolute pleasure to be here on your show, uh, Diversified Game. Uh, I was listening to a couple episodes yesterday on my walk, and I was just, I was blown away with the quality of guests you get. So I'm just honored to be here. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I'm just a nosy guy. (laughs) <laughs> who wants to ask all the questions uh, because I, I struggled in school until I got to college. And I want that 14 year old listening to hear how others have overcome. I love it. I love it. That's, that's the key to podcasting. Find the person that you want to serve and make sure you get the content out to them. Like you already got that down niche. You were looking for that 14 year old who's uh, like not the regular schooling person like, show me the other thing. Show me how other people make money. Show me how the world actually works. I love it. Yeah. And, and you tell us, like, with podcasting and all that you have done and, and just made it a business, like, when did it start? When did you just know, this is what I want to do? This is my focus. And not just that, that I'm great at it. So I can make this a career. Um. Yes. So six years ago, about, I started my first podcast after listening to a podcast called The Weekly Planet. Uh, The Weekly Planet is this great, phenomenal podcast uh, from two Australian brothers, uh, two other Australian friends that talk about movies and that. And six years ago, I was hardcore into movies. I'm a cinephile. So I made a podcast about movies. Yes, another play on my name. Um, And I just started with my buddy talking about the, the different movies coming out. And I just fell in love with it because it was like, this is super easy. I just get to talk and I love talking. I'm, I'll never shut up unless you stop me. Um, so I was like, okay, I started doing this, learning about podcasting, start deep diving into it. And then when 2020 hit, um, like the world shut down. I had a burnout. It was a real bad personal time in my life. So just before the lockdowns happened, I went on burnout. So I had a lot of free time to discover like the online world and how money's made online. So I started deep diving into that. And then I uh, was like, wait, I'm a podcaster. The best thing to do is just interview people. Like like you're doing with Diversified Game. I launched my second podcast in December of 2020 uh, called Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, where I just interview people who make money online. Because I was like, hey, if people are making money online, the fastest, best way to learn is from actually talking to them because school doesn't teach you how to make money. School teaches you how to take tests and that's it. Um, So I started talking to these people and then about four months into that podcast, uh, I won an award for uh, best business podcast. Um, I was able to interview millionaires, CEOs of startups, all these stuff. And that start, once I did that, I got that award, people started asking me to help them with their podcast. 
So independent podcasters, business owners who had podcasts, they're like coming to me. They're like, hey, how did you win an award? How did you grow your podcast so big? So I was like, all right, I'll start teaching you. And from then I just started with like getting people onto different podcasts, then developing a podcast plan for someone and then just full on production for people. And I've been going strong since pretty much winning that award uh, in 2020, no, 2021, sorry. Everybody wants to know what that award is so they can go apply for it and say, <laughs> is that all I need to do? So what was the award? Who was it from? So it was from uh, a podcast called uh, The Scene Snobs. So it's a snobby. I want a snobby so I can be a snob. I love it. Uh, and actually, I didn't even know they had open registrations. One of my listeners actually submitted my podcast without me knowing. And then I get this email from uh, Mick Manhattan, uh, who, I've, who I've become friends with since winning the award. And he's an amazing uh, podcaster. He runs his own podcast network. And he's like, hey, uh, just to let you know, you've been nominated. Uh, if you could re- just do a quick video about you, if you win, we'll play it on the show. I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. I didn't even know. So I go, hey, I want to thank everybody for winning, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm watching the live stream with my brother. And all of a sudden he goes, okay, best business podcast. I'm like, ah, here we go. And then all of a sudden, boom, my, my picture comes up, the other people in the category. And I'm looking, I'm like, damn, this is some tough competition. Like I listened to all these podcasters because uh, I, I got to see them beforehand. And so I wanted to know what I was up against. And I'm like, I'm not going to win. And then he's like, and the winner is, boom, feel better. And I'm like, oh my God. I just like flipped my thing. My brother was beside me. We were screaming. It was like one of my best moments. And they just had their second annual award. And one of my podcasts I kind of produce, I don't fully executive produce, I help out with them. Um, They also won an award. Uh, I I can't remember the category because I wasn't watching the show. I just got the email. But it was like best uh, movie or something around there because he does movie podcasts. So I was just like, wow, this is great. So it's a scene snob uh, podcast. Uh, they do awards called the Snobbies every year. So it's, they have a whole bunch of different categories. Go apply. My, my suggestion is you find uh, a podcast award in your niche, whatever your niche is, and you apply to every single one. I know there's a veterans one that just actually opened registrations. Um, and Travis, oh, I don't want to mispronounce his name, but it's Travis... He's the, uh, he's called the uh, nonprofit architect. And this guy helps nonprofits make money so that they don't have to rely on every year. Like, you know, like they, they you know, when you get, don- you get hit with the donations from people and you're like, oh, this is a charity that only goes, does once a year, you know, this guy can set you up. And I had the pleasure of interviewing him, sets, sets up a nonprofit so that they have constant money coming through. So that they're never worried about like, oh, we need donations or anything like this. And his podcast is huge. He interviews vets and non-vets about their uh, nonprofits, building nonprofits and that. And he's, oh, he's a genius. So yeah, um, he has the vet, he does the veteran uh, podcast awards for just veterans and their podcasts. And there's thousands of veterans with podcasts out there that are just killing the game, helping veterans through either, you know, PTSD coming home from, you know, the life coming over. So just search your niche, whatever your podcast in, if it's entrepreneurial, if it's, uh, you know, veteran oriented, active military, if it's sports, movies, whatever, you'll find a podcast award or a ceremony in your niche, apply, just keep applying. Because once you get that 
one award, even if you're nominated, that's even better because you can say you're not award a podcast nominee, you know, like you, you nearly won an award. That's even better. People are going to be like, oh, shit. And so that's all I say. I'm like, just find you, if you, if it's not out there, build it yourself, build the award ceremony yourself. I know one of my clients, uh, from the, uh, cloud chronicle podcast, uh, he built his own award. He's like, this is for all my guests. I'm going to award a, for the best editor, the best, this, the best, that to the pot, to a uh, podcast guest. So you can do it yourself and you can start giving out awards and helping people win. I love it. I love it. I, when I started uh, writing books, um, over a decade ago i said you know what new york best seller that's kind of expensive to pay your way on we could create our own and i never did it fully but i I still keep it in the the whiteboard like if we want to create something i know exactly how i'd want to create it and why it's just time you know winning that award was a great thing especially because i know you being a canadian you didn't slap somebody before you received (laughs) Uh, no 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 (laughs) No, everyone kept my wife's name out of their mouth and yeah. we're fine. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, that, that's a big thing nowadays. You got to make sure. Now, now that you teach this stuff and everybody, I think everyone has at least one book in them and everyone should podcast because it could be therapy. But some people, I'm a consultant. I, I manage, you know, influencers and they're big because they can pay the invoice. But people say, <laughs> people ask me all the time, well, why don't you use your clients and build your stuff up? And I say, I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it. There's another reason I'm doing this. I don't mind m- more money, but can you talk about when people come to you and basically, Phil, make me famous, make me rich off my podcast. I don't want to clock in anymore. Can you talk about that aspect and where people should be mentally before even contacting you to help them grow? So, um, it, 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 so, so some of my clients vary, like some of them already have been podcasting a while. They're like, okay, I want to make it into a month. I don't want it to be a hobby anymore. I want to start it to pay the bills or ba- basically just covers the cost of it. Then I have the business owners who are ready to throw like thousands and thousands of dollars at me. Um, and they have no idea. So if you already have a podcast, my suggestion is you're already 90% there to monetization. Your next goal is to, if you haven't figured out who your audience member is, like who is your ideal, like ideal client, ideal audience member, who is it that you want to listen to your podcast so that you can grow, figure that out. Like you said, you're, you're doing this for the 14 year old you. I was doing invest in yourself, the digital entrepreneur for the 15, uh, the 30 year old me. I'm 36. I was 30. I, I heard about the internet and all that. And I'm like, this is who I'm making it. I want you to talk. I want to talk to as many people in this internet game who are making money. And so it's just figure out who your ideal audience member is. And that's where you're going to start making your money because that person's going to look for, is going to trust you because you're doing exactly, you're selling it to them. So what you want to do is you want to find affiliate marketing products that work with your audience. Like for, for me, I have a ClickFunnel. I start using ClickFunnel. And I, I have a, a referral link. I'm like, hey, if you want, click on ClickFunnels. They'll help you grow your business. There's a one funnel challenge. Like Russell Brunson is a genius. He's helped monetize thousands of things for by through the, his funnel program. Affiliate marketing, uh, you know, that's the number one way. Don't look for sponsors. Or if you do, go find your own sponsors. Like if you're a game pod, like a video game podcast, go 
find a local game shop that sells video games. If you're a sports podcast, go to a sports bar and make a deal with them. Like, hey, how, if my po- people come in and they say my name on my podcast, you know, get them free shots, you know, or a discount or something like that. That's going to add reputation to your name. If you're an independent podcaster, it's going to help a local business too. Because you want to be niched in your, uh, not only niched in a category of you, but also locally. Like you can say you're the number one video game podcast in, you know, Cincinnati. Because no one's claiming that. So you claim that. And no one's going to dispute it because if they search it, you're the one who pops up. So now you're like the number one video game podcast in Cincinnati sponsored by, you know, Cincinnati Bar and Grill or whatever. And now people are like, holy shit, you're big time. And you're not, you're just, you're just playing the, on the perception. So if you're an independent podcast, you can play on perception. Don't worry. No one's going to, if anybody calls you out, you go, who else is there that doing video games in Cincinnati? That's, that's sponsored by this, you know, the mortar house grill or whatever I said before. So go find your sponsors, knock on those doors, show them an ROI. Businesses love ROI. You need to tell them why it's money to put money into your podcast, why they're going to get that money back. So you can start off with this, hey, let's just do a, a special. Like you don't have to pay me, just a special, like, you know, shots or like a meal or like a shot and a beer, or whatever, something that will help the get people into the door. Once the business starts seeing that there's there's traction, like, hey, I listened to this uh, ad on Diversified Podcast uh, Game and I was like, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, and they start seeing like there's more and more people coming they're going to be like, oh, okay, this is worth it. And then you can go, okay, hey, we did it for a month. You guys got X amount. How much, how would you feel for 25 bucks, 30 bucks, 50 bucks, 70 bucks, hundred bucks, whatever it is that they feel comfortable. And you just keep moving down the line like that. Like once you get 25 bucks, you can now can jump to someone else and say, it's 25 bucks an episode instead of 25 bucks a month. And then you just start building it up from there. Um, one of my uh, first guests, that's actually how he got his uh, sponsorship. Uh, his, um, Ralph Sutton of uh, Gas Digital, uh, who's this amazing guy. He uh, went to his boss. He was a he was a DJ at a strip club uh, for his podcast, and his podcast is Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll (SDR). Um, and he was like, "Hey, we're pretty big in Jersey." He was in Jersey looking for sponsorship, and his bo- his the DJ the boss was like, "How much?" He's like, twenty five bucks." He pulled out, I think, a hundred bucks. He's like, here for the next four months, just like that. You know, like it's, it's people, some businesses will give you money if you have a good reputation, a good connection with them. Um, but if you're a business owner, you should, your podcast should be sponsored by your business every single month, every single episode, you know, even if it's not on your type, uh, like it's not in your niche, it's like you're interviewing your potential clients because you can use your podcast as a lead gen like you can get clients onto it and you just lead gen them into the whole thing like that's how i get most of my clients i spend nothing on advertising i just get clients onto it i talk to them beforehand about podcasts I'm like oh do you have a podcast oh you know this is good i shoot some little ideas about how they can grow because i do a little research before beforehand and then we go into the interview and we do the whole process end it and then afterwards you're like wow that's that's so simple. That's so great. You make it look easy. I'm like, yeah, six years. I know some tips and tricks that like shorten the span out. And then they usually get an email afterwards thanking them and like, hey, free 15 minutes if you have any uh, if, uh, if you have any questions, if you ever want to start your podcast, whatever. 
And a good portion of them take that 15 minutes and they get a free consult with me. Like anybody who goes to my website can get a free 15 minutes and then they can then either go, okay, this is a lot more work than I want to do. I'm going to hire you. Or it's like, thank you so much. And then they later on come back and they're like, Hey, can we hire you for consulting? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Boom. And do that consulting that way with them. So that's how I make money. I make money on consulting or they hire me full time to do the production. But businesses can do it if you have, like, like you say, you help influencers, you bring influencers onto your podcast, and then you, you show them how good, you, how good you are at helping the influencing and this and that. And then they're like, oh, I want to work with you because I want to get to the next level. Boom. Automatically, Jen, you have these people who want to be your clients. Amen. That's, I, I tell people all the time, you know, if I had interview a millionaire a week or, or even more, you don't think that, I mean, those people are in my circle. Somehow we're doing yeah. some type of business. I may not tell you that because it's kind of like crypto. I keep my business to myself. I, I don't need everyone in it. Um, you know, I don't know how friendly Canada is, but we're on the way of being like China, China, where if you don't claim it, um, well, you know, it is what it is. But with that, you know, what's the expectation that you think, because I've had guests come on here and they've said it publicly. They're like, you know, our numbers are the same. They say on listen notes, but the woman told me I get $20,000 from a company that totally harasses me all the time and threatens to take away my $20,000 annual. And I'm thinking $20,000, you're not going to give me a heart attack. So it, I, I wouldn't want it, you know, I don't want a $20,000 problem, but where should people realistically think of, you know, if they're working for their podcast, how much money should it be making them, if it should be making them any money, because it's so dang fun and they're just supposed to do it. So it, it, you can charge whatever you want for your podcast. It's your podcast. Like you can say 20K, and some people are like, okay, let's, let's see the numbers to back that up. Like, where's the proof in the pudding? So I always say, if you're starting out, start small. Because most people are scared to ask for that big dollar, dollar, dollar. Like, they're like, uh, they're not, I'm not worth it. You know, they go through that self, self-doubt. Um, business owners have no problem. They're like, it's $1,000 just for a 30-second, just for me to say your name, it's $1,000. So Business owners have no problem with charging whatever they want, but independence, I always say start at 25 bucks. If you can get $25, you can get $25,000. Like it's, it's, there's no difference. It's just building up your confidence and getting used to the rejection. So start at 25 bucks. Uh, you can do 25 bucks a month if that makes you feel better. 25 bucks an episode. Um, like you can go with the regular rates, which is like 25 uh, CPM which means uh, 25 per listener. Like if you have a thousand listeners, it's 25 bucks for the uh, mid-roll or the pre-roll. I say you can either go with the average or make your own price. Who fucking cares? It's your show. You are the gatekeeper to your show. You go after who you want. If they don't want to pay to be on your show, they lose out because you're building your brand. You're building your, you're building your, your business from podcasting. You're building everything. It's yours. It's not theirs. So like if I had a person who was constantly giving me headaches at 20 K, I'd be like, take your 20 K. I can find someone at 50 K. That's not going to give me a problem. You know, I don't, I don't like having headaches. So I always, I'm very, very choosy with my clients because I, I don't want problematic clients. I want easy clients that they understand that, Hey, I'm running a business. I don't have 
24 hours of my day just to spend on your issues. Most of my clients, they send me my, their episodes before, like the month before I clean it up. I set it up, I host it, schedule it all out. And then they're happy. And then they either have me deal with the marketing or they, they have their own marketing team that handles it. And I'm like, I'm done. He's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm like, great. I get masterminds every single month. Like every single month, I get like at least an hour mastermind for my clients so that I can learn from them and take my stuff to the next level. And that's what podcasting is. It's a mastermind for uh, the listener. But yeah, 25 that. bucks. Start at 25 bucks and you're good to go if you're an independent podcaster. If you're a business, charge whatever you want. I, I, I love that, the, the, the mastermind. I, I, I see my interviews when I look at them in like the playlist that I have set up. It's a roadmap to whatever we're trying, whether it's to how you want to travel and relocate to Africa and have your business and your two wives so you can die early because they're both going to drive you crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's a roadmap to whatever you want. Yeah. Now, now with that, and you know, the best is yet to come still in your thirties um, and, and thirties are like the, the real building years, especially for yeah. men, you know, what is like a community give back that you're doing or that you would like to do in the future in podcasting? So um, I love, like, I love helping out. Um, so I used to do a lot of charity work for the, the local hockey team here, the Montreal Canadiens. I uh, used to sell raffle tickets at the game to help them because they build uh, smaller rinks in the communities around Quebec, where I'm from, to help out kids so that they can stay active. Um, I'm actually the head of um, social media and organization for a charity called the Enoch uh, um, Gilderman Fund, which uh, helps also hockey. Like the lo- they're really local. They're in NDG, which is a small borough of where I live. They help the kids and families under who are who don't have the money to pay for equipment or pay the the fees to play the the game. They cover the costs, and we do like Christmas. Uh, we do a Santa Claus pizza at the end of the year for them because their their season ends in December. So I sometimes dress up as Santa Claus or get my dad to dress up as Santa Claus, and the kids get like you know they get to meet Santa Claus. It's fun. They get pizza. They're happy. And then at, during the summer, we do this huge event called Rock the Park, um, where we get artists to come play music and all that. And there's bouncy castles. And it's a big, big event for us. And it's a drive to get money. So I'm always looking for charities and that to help out. Because the more you give, the more you receive. And that's, that's the biggest thing in life. The more you give out, the more you receive. So yeah, that's, that's what I do. I, I like, if there's a charity, they're like, hey, we need your help. I'll volunteer for it because... My time is uh, the only thing I can give sometimes because the money's always being reinvested into the business or something. Definitely. Now, how much of your spy background, I mean, you as a fraud analyst and, and all that, how much of, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, you know, I, I, AIC reversed. Um, just Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but how, how much of that, like, puts a play into how you do business because you can call BS, you know, in that type of job and you can hear certain buzzwords and say, Hmm, that hmm. sounds like, you know, Bernie, uh, you know, <laughs> sounds, you know that sounds yeah. a little Ponzi to me right there. Um, exactly. Uh, actually it's the analytical side of the job. So when you're looking, you're analyzing things 
uh, when I was a fraud analyst, I was analyzing all these transactions, trying to figure out, okay, where is it fraud? Is it fraud? Is it not? Or is this payment fraud or whatever? So it's the analytical side. So when I get uh, someone who sends me a request to be on my show, I start doing a deep dive. I start pulling in the analytical side of my job. I go, okay, let's check out their website. Let's check out their podcast. Let's check out their social media. Let's see if there's any inconsistencies. Let's see, like, are they BSing me on their letter to be on the show? And then it's just like, okay, cool. And then when we start, I start the interview, I start hitting them with some like easy questions. And like, it's kind of like the same question, like at the beginning and near the end, like if they're say congruent through the whole thing with those two answers, then I'm like, okay, this guy is like legit. It's going to go up on the, uh, the podcast. It's going to go live. It's going to be fine. So it's just the analytical, the skills I learned from analyzing uh, fraud transactions and that I brought it over to look for fraud people. And it's and like, since I'm, I also interviewed clients because I had to call them and verify with them for either payments or, or purchases. So you get to learn the buzzwords, you learn how they talk, you learn how fraudsters talk, how they're like trying to be super smooth. People who are innocent are sound the most guilty because they're nervous. They don't know. They're like, oh my God, I don't want to be caught. I have to make sure I'm this, this, this. Fraudsters are cool as a cucumber. And they're cool as a cucumber because they know if the minute they start trying being nervous something's going to uptick something's going to flip up so it's just you just it's just learning the words and just listening to how they talk uh and yeah but luckily so far i haven't had too many fraudsters pop up on my uh, show so we're lucky there that's great i remember when my uh my pop sat me down and had me watch um usual suspects and it's like you know if you're gonna do this you got to be kaiser sose uh, yeah so. <laughs> kaiser i hate kaiser there's always yeah. one kaiser that i miss that when i was working there i was always pissing kaiser damn it <laughs> now you have you know the the courses and, and and things people can you know consult with you have you considered writing a book is that something that phil wants to you know put out so phil did write out a book Okay. Um, it's over. Uh, it's on AppSumo, uh, the number one place for uh, entrepreneurs, and it's just a quick, easy read for people to learn how to like launch their podcast and uh, and make it so that it's easy, so that you're not spending hours. Like when I first did my podcast, I used to spend like an hour episode used to take me like maybe two hours to finish and get ready because it was the editing, then there was the show notes, there's coming up with the title, getting everything together. It used to take like two hours of my time. Now an episode can take me like 15 minutes to edit and get it all ready and up and loaded. So I learned how to cut my time. Yeah, yeah I, I, I have an OBS policy. I'm like, I need to get these things done quick, 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 because I have other people's stuff I have to handle. So my podcast takes me like 15 minutes. Like after recording 15 minutes, it's done, boom. It's beautifully set up so I don't have to worry about it. Um, but there is, there's plans for more books, uh, one on how to grow your podcast and how to monetize your podcast. Cause those are the two points, pardon me, that I know all independent podcasters are looking, looking for and having, being able to connect with guys like Travis Chappell, who, uh, runs build your network, um, guys, uh, and Travis Chappell studying Tim Ferriss, you know, studying Gary V how he does his stuff. And just analyzing all how they do it and speaking with so many different business owners, you learn how to monetize stuff super like, like I said, like if you listen to a podcast, you're getting a, and it's a business oriented podcast, 
you're getting a mastermind from these people. So you, you have to take everything they're saying and say, okay, how can I take what they, what they did for their stuff and add it over here? So I'm like, I talked with email growth specialists and like, so I have email growth, people who just grow your email list. I have email consultants, people who write the email. I have copywriters. So I'm taking all their lessons. And I'm like, okay, these are the things you need to have so that you can grow your podcast. You have to learn how to get the email lead gen to bring it in, but you also need to know how to cop your writing has to be up to par so that you can get them engaged enough to want to listen to you or read your stuff and then bring them over into buy your course. Or when you sell something, you can, uh, you can make, uh, make money off your email list. So another, like going back to your previous question, how to get money. If you have an email list, that's a, a dollar for every single person on your email list is $1. That's what Russell Brunson say. That's what uh, uh, Dan Kennedy says, who's the father, godfather of direct marketing. The bigger your list is, the more money you have sitting there. And if you're not selling to your list, you're losing money on the table. So like you should have, like if you're an affiliate, if you have an affiliate program, like I said, you go, hey guys, you know, I want to just let you know if you're looking for anything specific for to help build your business, you know, use this link. It's AppSumo. They have great stuff. Or if it's like, hey, uh, you're, uh, I gave you a 15% discount code to buy at Nike because Nike has an affiliate program. Adidas have it. So if you're a sports podcast, you can go like that. If you're, uh, you know, one of my clients is a marijuana podcast. Like they just smoke and talk about weed. I'm like, go to the local dispensary, go to these companies that sell products or uh, stuff associated with marijuana, you know, like, or cannabis or whatever you want to call it. And have them on your, like, have them as an affiliate link. Because if you have weed smokers listening to you, they probably want some paraphernalia. So why not click on that link and get some dollar dollar bills? I know one guy had a CBD gummy as a, an affiliate and he was bringing in so much money. They gave him a discount code on top of it. Like not just the link, but it gave him a discount code so that his audience would buy more. And he, he was actually getting some side cash from that. And he was doing great. I have one guy who started as an affiliate for AppSumo and now he works for AppSumo. He was making so, helping them make money. They're like, hey, why don't we just hire you and you can help people get to the next level like you're doing. So like the opportunities when you use affiliate or you just build your list is incredible. We just came back from a the White Label Expo. Anybody, Google White Label Expo. They go from ah. Vegas to New York. Every CBD supplement company was out there. You could create your own. Some have very low minimums, like 50, buy 50 quantity, you know, and you're like, wait, that's easy. And you can put your own label on it if that's your if that's your thing. You know, CBD is still one of those things you can't sell on Amazon, so you have to figure out a way. But I love that game. That's what we need. How far away, and maybe it exists and I just don't know about it, but podcasters, you know, who have proven themselves like you need to be teaching in the universities if not you know the high school saying hey this is how you guys can make money if you don't want to be in debt this is a way where you can start young because there's it's never too early to start but how far are we away from having like a a bachelor's in podcasting a phd you know wouldn't that be so cool so first of all uh that'd be fucking awesome um i'm looking forward to when that day comes and hopefully i can be ahead of it but i actually know uh speaking of courses if i'm not mistaken my buddy travis the non non-profit architect 
he actually got a course in a university and he teaches the course in university about podcasting and that. So technically we're, we're already started. Um, I don't know if we're going to have a bachelor's, a PhD or a master's yet. We're, we're, we're probably a few years, maybe a decade away from those, but it's starting now because it's a viable, um, a viable career you like people are like oh like joe rogan made 100 million uh coco you know conan o'brien just made 150 million i think with, from sirius radio to take his podcast friends uh conan find friends or something like that off of podcasting and straight to uh satellite radio so like if you build a big enough audience you will make money like call me daddy started nothing and then barstool picked them up and they were making money. And then I think, yeah, there, there was that problem with Barstool and then they left. But she was like, they're, they are making serious money. Like if you, if you stick to your niche and you hustle and become the biggest fish in your niche and then you move to the next niche up, 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 you'll start making hundreds of thousands of dollars easy. And if you have set up a sales funnel for your product or anything for your merch and that, you'll be making even more money because then you got different streams of income coming in. But yeah, I would say we're about a decade off from being a full-fledged, you know, bachelor's, master's, and PhD in uh, podcasting. Which I think is, you know, it. it I don't want to blame government, y'all, because they're all the same. But people, I could hear them say, well, how do we know the students are going to be able to get jobs in that? The same way you know in leisure studies. Sorry, leisure studies for picking <laughs> on you. Let me pick my first first degree political science the same way in philosophy probably yeah all that you know it's the same thing and these are actually skills you need my my bruv brandon richardson in in grambling state university harvard of the south where we went he got in trouble as a communications teacher a couple years ago for giving out his own drone and teaching the kids how to fly drones some old person was like what is he doing and who it's his own drone it costs nothing and he did it outside of his class time this is actually the now it's not just the future that we you know so it's yeah. crazy it's it's crazy we need it what we need is a whole like personally the whole education system needs to be revamped because the life like i grew up pre-internet so i that lifestyle was viable but now that we're in the internet where you can make money by like, literally there are people who just email people and they make millions of dollars and they're not even doing their own product. They're selling someone else's product and they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars and, or they're making their own, their own, like, and they don't teach this in school. So the whole education system needs to be rehauled. Like one to like your primary school, you know, middle school, whatever you guys call it. Cause we, we have, preschool we have uh, primary and we have high school that's what we have we don't have like sophomores and mid schools and shit we don't make complicated crap we're simple folk <laughs> up here in canada <coughs> pardon me um and peaceful like, and peaceful yeah um yeah it's it's cuz we don't we don't allow people to have guns uh but that's something else um but like the, 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 the primary school, you know, like when they're young, before they hit their teenage years, teaching the basics, you know, math, maths, you know, English writing and all that, like the basics so that you can survive. Because if you can't write, you can't add, you have a problem, like basic stuff. And then high school, start teaching them about what real life is, you know, like 
how to change a tire, you know, all these basic things that we need. Like, yes, science is important, but not everybody's going to go into science. So why are you forcing it on to everybody and causing them grief? You know, like, teach me how to do my math. Teach me how to do my taxes. Teach me how to do practical stuff so that I'm not screwed when I get out of high school. So I know how to do like debt. Start teaching me, showing me other jobs. Like, there should be a course where you just learn about different career opportunities instead of being like, okay, you have five options. You can be a banker, a lawyer, a doctor, a researcher, or a teacher. You know, that those are your job options when I was young because I never got exposed to anything else. And then I start talking to people. I'm like, wait, I can be a writer. I can just write for a living. Like who told me, why wasn't I told about this? You know? So the whole educational system needs to be revamped. It should First of all, the fact that you guys have to pay like 50K just a year for school is ridiculous. Like, I think I paid, I didn't finish my degree because I was, I'm not, I was got fed up of school. But I think over the four years-ish that I did my schooling, I paid maybe $10,000. And that's straight out of my pocket. Like, that's max. Like, I'm saying max. I probably was closer to five. But like, that's straight out of my pocket. I was able to work a, a job and go to school and pay for everything. But like, pay, like when I hear like some of my friends in the States, like they're like, oh yeah, I have like over $200,000 in debt. I'm like, and you haven't even started your life yet. Like your life isn't even started yet. You're already starting behind the eight ball. And now you're, you're stressed to the gills because you have to like, I need a job that pays me 200K a year. No one's paying you 200K a year straight out the gate. Um, one of my uh, friends, uh, an interview I just recently had, I asked him when he was, uh, he's leaving uh, the, uh, the military right now. And he started his side hustle, real estate, and his podcast about teaching people how to grow money uh, in real estate and that. And he's like, you should be starting your side hustle before, like at least a year before you leave. So start a side hustle. If you're, if you're in school, if you're somewhere, start a side hustle. Podcasting is one of the best side hustles because it takes not a lot of time to do, but like start a side hustle to start that cash flow, so that when you start in the real world, eventually you can leave that nine to five so that you're, you're, you're enjoying your freedom. Like since I left my corporate job, man, I haven't been happier. Yeah, there's stress because it's like, oh, like the when you start, like you have no cash, right? Because I was stupid. I didn't start it before I quit. I was like, ah, screw this, quit, jump into the podcasting world. And I'm like, oh, shit, I should have waited. And I had some cash on the side. But, you know, there's stressful months because you're like, will I make, will I be able to make all of my bills? But once you, 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 a client comes along, pays you, you're like, stress is gone. I'm good. Now I'm like, I'm ready to go. There is stress when you're by yourself, but it's different than working a nine to five because you just got like that negativity because you're starting today. Like, I don't want to go into work. I wake up. I'm like, I got a, I got an interview at 10. I got an interview at like noon. I got an interview at like this. I'm like, I'm a, it's a full day of me just talking to people. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm putting my PlayStation on and I'm not doing anything else, you know? And it's like, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. My day is done. I have the whole rest of my day to do whatever I want. Some days I have one interview or one show and I'm done for the rest of my day. Like my day is done. I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, if I was at a nine to five, man, I'd be exhausted by the time I'm done. 
but I'm energized when I'm done my business day. I'm like, okay, let's, let's have some fun. Let's do stuff. I call my friends, let's play, you know, some basketball. Let's go for a walk. Let's, you know, do whatever we need to do. So yeah, it's, it's a different lifestyle. I know I'm rambling, but I just like, guys, you don't understand how much you need to start your side hustle so that you can get out of uh, a nine to five. I love it. I love the ramble because somebody needs to hear that. Somebody can be inspired. They can prepare for themselves. I don't want you to do a half bake and just get on the microphone like we see on Instagram now. And, you know, I want you to have a plan because you, you need a plan. And you guys have also got another reason if you needed another reason to at least go travel to Canada, see the difference. Uh, we used mm -hmm. to live in Seattle. I would run to Vancouver just to say, let me see what normal feels like. But I, I prefer, I actually really prefer being in Montreal than, than Vancouver. Um, I like the, I like the French. Um, my wife. The European speaks. feel. I, I, I like that. I, I, it just, it's like you're out of, you're in a whole, you know, you're in Europe, you're, you're, you're somewhere else. And people are thinking with a, a different brain. And like you said, no, everyone's not carrying a firearm. I'm guilty yeah. of that. I live in, I live in Florida. I, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, man, I, I love Florida because you guys have, the, like, so it's a joke. Quebec, where I live, is sometimes considered the Florida of Canada because we're so different. But also we're the Texas of Canada. We don't like to admit we're the Texas of Canada because we're backwoods sometimes. We like to say Alberta's Texas because that's where all the cowboys are. Um, but yeah, I love Florida because I go down there. You guys got great stories, but also you got Disney and I have so many fond memories of Disney, but also you got the coast and the Miami, the party city, man. Mm, love me some Miami. Tell the people, what's your favorite conference to go to, um, you know, for podcasting? Cause to me, I, I love the, the, especially, you know, pandemic, but I just love networking is my stage but conferences have made the difference in my career whatever I do so are there any favorite you know conferences that you say hey you guys show up to this one connect with some people and learn so I, I've been blessed I've been able to speak at two conferences uh, one was Indie Pods United um, and they're a completely virtual podcast but uh, a virtual uh, conference sorry for podcasters um, so and the networking there is just great. They have a great Facebook community, very supportive. If you're an independent podcaster, check them out, Indie Pods. Uh, they just launched a second uh, conference for women only. So women podcasters, like they're deep, they're going niche. They have the whole of all independent podcasters, but one specifically for female podcasters. Um, but PodFest uh, is one of the biggest ones. And oh God, it is so incredible that speakers that they, they get. Um, I haven't spoken there. The goal is to speak at that one, but PodFest is probably one of the biggest ones you can go to if you're in uh, North America. And I'm actually speaking at another uh, event. It's a smaller one called uh, Slay Your Life event. Um, it's being put on by Kyle Slaymaker of the Slaymaker Method. He's a two-time best-selling author um, on Amazon. And he helps you just like take your sales to the next level. He works with Fortune 500 companies, like big-time people. And he's having me come do a talk on podcasting and uh, your brand building and how podcasting can help your brand. So I'm very excited for that. It's taking place in Las Vegas um, in December. So I'm super excited for that. But the number one, I would say is PodFest because that is kind of like the biggest one in our niche uh, for podcasters and the connection there. But Pod, I think, uh, I think Matchmaker, which is another podcast 
website that helps you find guests. They have one as well that they uh they do that's just as big that goes both east and west coast. So you there the Podfest, I would say it's probably the biggest one I would suggest people get onto because that's where you can make crazy, crazy amounts of connections. All right, Chris, shout out to you for, you know, Podfest. I've, I've attended that one with clients and it is it is a, a good one um, to, to go to. And and I'm biased because right now, now I live in Florida. So uh, <laughs> as long as Chris, you keep having them in Florida. Answer the question before we wrap up of what do you think is better? I'm going to be a little long winded on this because I want to make it clear for the listeners and and you. But when people say, okay, I want to get paid for my podcast, but I also want to have popularity. Well, I tell people, I've seen people be more popular going through the Lipson app because Lipson has its own magic and, you know, companies hmm. like that versus going on an anchor where you can make a couple pennies, a couple dollars and go on to other platforms. Lipson, you're going to pay. Anchor is going to pay you a couple pennies and it's a easier way. It's kind of like Coinbase or do I need my own ledger? Um, you yeah. know, uh, so what do you recommend or what do you like and use for podcasting for yourself and your clients? You know, Anchor or the Lipson type services? So I, I started my career on Lipson. I have nothing against Lipson. I love them. Um, as an independent podcast, if you have one podcast, go to Lipson. Go to go to one of those because they're they are. Uh, they, they have the infrastructure to help you out. If you want to test out the market, test to see if your podcast good, go to Anchor. But I suggest that you do all the submitting to Google, to Spotify, to uh, Amazon, to, uh, to Apple. Submit your stuff there. Don't, don't hit auto submit because if you leave Anchor, you're fucked. Because if you, you don't have, you have to do the RSS redirect and Anchor is a bitch to do that with. But if you control apple like you log in and you can change the feed on apple like if you decide to leave anchor you can go straight to the source and go here's the new feed for my podcast no interruption no one's going to be upset with you um but personally i use a company called bcast they're they're relatively new they're like two years old i believe it's by tom hunt an amazing guy he he grew fame and another SaaS business a software as a service business and i'm i'm trying to get him on my podcast because he's freaking brilliant uh, and it's out of the UK, but Bcast is the one I use. And I was lucky enough to get in when they were just launching. So I got a lifetime deal. Uh, the deal that I have now costs 60 bucks a month for everybody. I had a one-time payment. So I was, I lucked out, but I get unlimited podcasts, unlimited uh, sub accounts. So all my clients get a sub account so that they can log in. They get the same amount of power that I have. But uh, yeah, I, because of my business, I go with a paid but if you're just starting out and seeing if you like it, go with Anchor. Start with Anchor, but make sure it's you who submits to the big four so that you are taken care of. So when you do start making some money and you start getting some traction, start growing, and you're like, I need more analytics because uh, they don't give you enough analytics, I find, on Anchor. Then you move on to like Lisbon, Burberry, uh, Bcast, the thousand other hosting platforms that are out there, or you host on your own. Uh, with a WordPress plugin, but yeah, and, and, I would say. And, 
and tell the people why, uh, um, you know, once you leave an anchor, because, you know, people say, well, one, uh, you know, I've heard all the things, oh, you don't own your stuff on anchor, or it does Bcast, do they help you get downloads and push you to an audience that you would not even know existed? They, Bcast is, doesn't really push you to uh, a, a larger audience. They're more business oriented. So they're like, you, you, you're, it's a business. So they're like, they help you uh, build your email list. They help you add inserts so you can have those mid rolls and the pre rolls to your podcast. Like they're slowly developing. Captivate is another amazing thing. What their Captivate is doing with their stuff uh, and their email list, because Captivate sends out uh, an email every week about what's coming up, but also they feature podcasts that are on their platform in their email. So not only if you're on their email list, you're learning about what's product is, but you're also learning about potential podcasts that can be interesting to you. So that that's helping you push to a new audience. But uh, Bcast is... For your, uh, go ahead. Oh no, it froze for a second, go ahead. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, Bcast actually, they just launched something called uh, split testing for your titles of your art, uh, your uh, your podcast title, so that you can see which one gets more traction. So with the SEO, so they're teaching you about SEO, helping you use uh, Google to your advantage, so that you can become higher ranking when uh, with this key search words. So Bcast is taking a different approach to uh, growing your podcast, other than like Lispin and Capti- Captivate. So. It's, it's really what you need. Like anchor is okay for beginners. If you're starting out, you want to test the market, use anchor. If you have no money to put into your podcast at the start, use anchor because it's free. And eventually if you get big enough, anchor is going to start paying you. But the minute you start making money, get off anchor because anchor, I hate anchor personally, but for beginner podcasters, it's great. It's just the analytics are so rubbish and you can't see, get those numbers that you need to then sell to the, uh, the, the potential sponsors and that saying, Hey, this is my numbers. Whereas with like Bcast, they give you detailed amounts. Like this is where you're big in this country, this city actually, like they go down to the city and that's what you want because then you can target businesses specifically in that city to get become a sponsor, you go. Oh, I'm getting ten thousand downloads in your city. Like if I, my podcast gets ten in New York, then I got another ten in Seattle, and then I can go straight up to each one of those things, cities, and be like, "Hey, I'm getting ten thousand downloads. Would you like to sponsor my podcast or be an have an ad on my podcast?" And like ten thousand listeners potentially will hear me. Yes, and then you you have that chance that you can move ten thousand people or a percentage of that ten thousand to that business, and now you're helping a local business. So I like going to the bigger guys because they give you the analytics for specific stuff. Blah, long-winded. It's all good. You have blessed us with the game. You guys have been blessed with the game. Let the people know if they need more, if they want more, because you have link trees. You have different things that can yeah, take I have everything. places. You know, stock dirty to me. I mean, you, you <laughs> can go on and on and on. But let the people know where they can reach out to you, of course, and on your beautiful website, which links will be in the description, um, whether you're listening or watching. But let the people know the best place to, you know, catch up with you. 
if you would like and you're interested in getting some time or want to learn, you can go to my website, feelbetterinc.com. Uh, there I've purchased 15 minutes of my time for you guys to actually learn from me. So it's completely free. I bought my whole day out uh, for podcasters. So I paid myself to literally sit at my desk, just wait for people to pop in and uh, book time to talk with me. So feelbetterinc.com, book your time there. If you want to learn more about how to become uh, an independent person, quit your nine to five or find out something about uh, what is a potential job for you, go to investinyourselfpod.com. There you'll find my uh, my podcasts, uh, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast series, Feel Better. Uh, eventually, we'll have uh, the Stock Dirty to Me, which is another podcast that's the number one podcast on Facebook for beginner investors um, uh, being promoted by the stock, uh, stock Market for Beginners group. We go live every week in the group uh, to help members grow their portfolio in a smart way and not in just trying to game the market. We teach you how to use the market for long-term growth. We have a millionaire uh, investor on the show who helps us and answers your questions live. Like this guy built his portfolio from nothing to a million dollars. And then we have uh, my buddy, Tony, who's this uh, economics guy who's just fucking genius. He runs his podcast. He's a stock bro. He, he, he explains everything to you in an economics fashion. And I just sit there going, I'm smart. <laughs> um, I just do podcasts. That's what I do. I just bring smart people together. But yeah, um, feelbetterinc.com or investinyourselfpod.com. Two best places to find me. And then on socials, it's uh, just search Feel Better, podcast or Feel Better, you'll find me. Well, I thank you for the game and bringing smart people together in business is genius, y'all. So that's what it's all about. You guys have been blessed by the game. Make sure you share this with somebody. It will change their life. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African Rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings? or 54,250 West African CFA. Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kelly Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at DiversifiedGame.com.